Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. Former professional creative, like I climbed the creative ladder on, you know, creative teams of all shapes and sizes for the first 20 years of my career until I finally started getting the entrepreneurial tug, like a couple years, the last few years while I was working for someone else. And so I took the leap, started my own coaching business. I'd had my life changed for the better by a coach in my twenties, like totally transformed. Not to mention she was like a rockin' business owner. And this is like pre, you know, internet. So like she didn't even have a website. She was killing in her business. She was changing my life for the better. So I decided to go through coach training and I founded um, a company called herhabits.com. And that is really where I help creatives and other women, you know, kind of ditch perfectionism and learn to value themselves and their work. And and really teach them how to become the most powerful energy in the room. Because I find that when you are the most powerful energy in the room, things start happening for you, your business, and your life. And what I realized was this was all a result from the habits, the tiny habits that had kind of accumulated over the years for me. And I realized that in order to, you know, be successful in my business, I was going to have to like, you know, create these habits that kind of led me to success. And I think one of the things like one of my biggest, most potent, powerful habits that I've established, like in those years, has been my morning routine. And I'm actually obsessed with morning routine, which is why, you know, I'm so excited to be on this podcast, because I think that what we don't realize uh, as, you know, as entrepreneurs, as creatives, as business owners, is that we have this potential each day to feel a lot better than we do when we just wake up and like get out of bed and start working. And for me, you know, what started as a simply a um, online yoga, taking an online yoga class because I was abroad and I wanted to continue my yoga. So I found this chick, Yoga with Adrienne. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, Wendy, but... I know her. Yes, she is amazing. And so it started with her yoga classes. I was getting ready to... um, I was getting ready to move... Well, I was getting ready to go on like a nine-month trip. And I'd been taking yoga consistently regularly at the regular, you know, class. And a friend of mine was like, did you know about, you know, this chick? She's got a YouTube channel. And I was like... No. So then I started taking her yoga classes. So that's kind of how the morning routine started. And then I started reading a little bit more about meditation, kind of got a little bit more interested in it. And then I was like, well, now I'll add on a little bit of meditation. So it started with like five, you know, yoga and then a little bit of meditation um, afterward. And then I realized like, you know, I actually feel a lot better I mean, like probably a couple years went by and then I actually realized that like when I exercise, like even though I don't love to exercise, I don't love to run, running kind of hurts my body unless I was like living on a trail or something, which would be amazing. But like, 
I realized it didn't matter. Like cardio in the morning just made me feel like so energized. It was like, it was like the, the equivalent of walking into a room that was dark and turning a light switch on. And that's what I found. And I'm talking even like small runs. So I started adding, you know, either a run, like literally, you know, sometimes it was like down the street and back of my house. Like I'm not talking miles and miles and miles. I don't even think I've ran a mile in like 10 years. You know, it doesn't matter. My point is like, so then it was like cardio, um, yoga, meditation. And then I added like writing on the end of that. So, and then I added my bulletproof coffee. And so like slowly it's become this. And then I added like 15 minutes of EFT. So it's slowly, it's become this thing that I just feel, I mean, there's no words to describe it. I just feel fully energized. It's like, I figured out my recipe to make me feel better so that I feel competent so that I'm having positive thoughts versus negative thoughts about myself so that I can like energetically show up to my business and my clients like and give them my full energy. So this is why I like swear by the morning routine. And I think it can literally change your life for the better. Yeah. You know, I also have a morning routine and it's interesting how you're discussing that it it was more of like an evolution of sorts. It wasn't just like you made a list of you know, yes. seven or eight things that you were going to do in the morning, but it was, it kind of evolved over time mm-hmm. as to like, you called it your recipe. Like, I love that. Um, what does your morning routine look like now? So now I do 20 to 30 minutes of indoor biking. I have an indoor bike. It's not a Peloton. It's like literally, you know, an Amazon $200 indoor bike, but I love it because I have an app. Um, maybe you've heard of it, Wendy. It's called Aptive. And through Aptive, you can get like, it's like having a trainer in your ear. So I put my ear- earbuds on. I've got my favorite trainer. His name is Ed. He has really awesome kick-ass indoor cycling. It's like a playlist and a trainer in your head. So it's like fun music. He's got like a Fleetwood Mac one. He's got like a you know, songs with the theme of black. He's got pop, soul, R&B. Like, it's so good. And it like, when I get on the bike and I hear that music, I can't help but want to dance. So then I'm just dancing on the bike first thing. And it gets your heart rate up so high. And I love it. And like, you know, you can also search for high intensity. So sometimes I might just do like an 11 minute, but it's high intensity with Ed. And no matter what, when I do his workouts, I always get a great freaking workout. Like I'm soaking wet with sweat. And I think that's what my body needs. Like I love, you know, go like really just like wearing my body fully out for the day because then I sleep better. So I started doing that. And also like cycling, um, you know, my knees, I always say I have granny knees uh, due to sports when I was a kid like my knees are really sensitive. So indoor cycling, you know, it doesn't hurt your knees at all. It's very like, so I, you know, found this bike on Amazon and literally it's like a couple hundred bucks and I use it. I've used it every single day for the past three years. So I've definitely gotten my, uh, my, you know, minus a a day here and there, but I've definitely gotten my money's worth on that thing. And you know, the app you pay, like you can either pay like $10 a month but the cool thing is, um, 
they they also have like you know pilates indoor or no not indoor but like yeah like at home pilates and they have um i just realized they have a kettlebell like training that i really want to try because that that is an exercise that i've always found like challenging and you know strength building for sure even with a quick workout so i'm going to try out that and that might be the next addition to my morning routine but right now it's you know 15 to 20 minutes of bike cardio, 15 to 30 minutes of yoga with Adrian video, 10 to 15 minutes of EFT, 12 minutes of meditation. Then I make my bulletproof coffee. Then I write freehand. Then I write digitally. And then I get to work for the day. Wow. That's amazing. You know, I, like I said, it's evolved, you know, it took like Everything took years to slowly one at a time. And and the cool thing is once you get in the habit of it, like my body, when I wake up, I hear the Ed songs in my head. It's like, I can't not, even when I'm sick, like that's what happens when you get a positive habit. The same thing happens with a negative habit. If I were to go every single morning and look at my phone, that habit would become so deeply ingrained that I just think like, I have no control over it. I'm simply looking at my phone because it's a deeply ingrained habit and I've done it for so long. But if you do the opposite and you do a positive habit, it's still deeply ingrained and almost addictive. So like I get up, I've got my shorts and everything laying out. I can already start to hear Ed's music. I hop on the bike and sometimes it's pitch black. So like, you know, I get up so early that I light a candle and then I'm just like basically waking up to a dance party on my bike and I love cycling. So like, it's like fun for me. And then, you know, the, the, the yoga is like calming and grounding and I stretch out my body after doing that kind of workout. And that was the other thing that I realized was missing because when I was just doing yoga, um, I have low blood circulation, Raynaud's, however you say that. So I was getting these little tiny, like, you know, starting to get from yoga, like little micro tears, I could tell from doing it every day. And I was like, so that was another reason why I started to do um, cardio, because now what I love about it is my whole body is warm. I mean, it's toasty whenever I do my yoga. So my body is nice and stretched out and it prevents injury. So like I can do it sustainably and then the yoga kind of calms me all the way down so that I can sit for the EFT and sit for the, you know, because you kind of want to like gradually cool down. And so when I leave the mat, you know, I'm cool, I'm calm, I'm collected, I feel at peace and I'm ready to have my coffee, my bulletproof coffee. (laughs) I love that. So that sounds like it sounds like a wonderful way to wake up. However, I know some people can't just jump out of bed and exercise. So you help clients with developing habits. How do you help people kind of get over that inertia or get over that, like, like get them to kind of wrap their head around the fact that the exercise is like one of the best ways to wake up? Well, everything in your body is already in a deeply ingrained habit. So whatever you're doing, you're in a deeply ingrained habit of doing so. So if you can even, you know, I would say, like, for example, 
you know, clients that I've worked with who were actually doing too much and not sleeping, the first thing that I say is like, take everything off of your plate and make sleep a priority. Because whenever you get in the habit of making sleep a priority, every single thing that you have to do is more clear. It's more efficient. It's more focused. It's more effective. So like, try not sleeping and then writing a grad term paper. You know, this, this person was a grad student. Try not sleeping. <laughs> and so sleep is like, I would say, you know, if you're going to try like to add a, ha- a habit, a healthy habit to start with, sleep is a great one. And then next, cardio in the morning has, like I said, been life changing for me. And what happens is once you start with sleep, this happened to this client as well. She started with sleep and then she was like, why have I not been sleeping? I made her sleep. I said, trust me, sleep for an entire week, get eight hours a night or plus, and then just see. By the end of the week, she was like almost in tears with how good she felt because she was just running herself ragged and thinking that doing more was going to make, quote unquote, make her more productive. But we know that that is not the case at all. So like, eight hours of sleep, you can get that for free. Do that every single night. And then the next thing, once you do that and you get in the habit of doing that, adding, try adding a cardio. Because here's what I think is going to happen. If you just say, okay, I'm going to try this every single day for a week. I'm going to try to do even five to seven minutes of cardio. If you have resistance to that, okay, what can I do? three minutes of cardio and just start to notice how you feel because what's going to happen is you're going to do that cardio and you're going to feel great. And then your body is going to be like the next day, you're going to like remember that a little bit. And then you can gradually slowly increase the numbers. But for me, the, the, the bare minimum, even every single day when I wake up, I think, can I muster enough energy to run down the street? Because I know even though I don't like running, it's going to make me feel so much better. So if you just have that like pep talk with yourself, that's like, and I even say like, look, it's dark out. No one's going to see like just groggily run down the street. doesn't have to be perfect. You know, whatever, run halfway down the street and back. Like if you have a cul-de-sac or whatever around the neighborhood or whatever it is for you. And I think that what started happening is if you give yourself permission to do that just for a week and see how you feel at the end of it, it may be worth it to stick with it because that first month, that first six weeks is going to be the hardest because everything in your body is going to tell you like, I don't want to do this because I haven't done this before. You're making a new country road in your brain versus taking the the highway that you've always taken, the super highway of like the old habit. So literally your brain is making a new country road. So just know that and know like, hey, I'm like developing a new healthy habit here. I just want to try it. And just, you know, I'm always like positively future motivated. So I'm like, man, what if I could feel really good as a, you know, as a, as a result of this, like, what if I'm going to get back from this run? And that's always what happens, you know, but you have to just like, give yourself like a little bit of curious, like, what if it's possible, I can actually feel like really good this morning, and I don't need like seven coffees to get me going, you know, so like a little bit of curiosity, get your butt out there. And then what happens, you know, if you do that, 
even if you do it once a week starting out or, you know, once every other day. I did that for a while. I ran every other day, mainly because my body, you know, it hurts, which is why I can do cycling every day. But, you know, even running every other day, you're now you're now running every other day. You're running 15 out of the 30 days of the month. So those 15 days out of the 30, you know, are slowly, gradually like increasing your tank. You're filling your tank. You're learning how to like make yourself feel good and you're learning how to increase your own energy. And you may find that you don't like running and it doesn't make you feel good and you like biking or you don't need cardio. You love to start with yoga. But the idea is to try it long enough to like start to see the benefit from it. Because once you see the benefit from it, you have much more motivation. And once you start, you know, um, like sleeping eight hours, you know, you've gotten your eight hours of sleep. So it's not like you're lacking sleep. I feel like when people are lacking sleep, they wake up and then they're like, oh, I'm groggy. Well, you didn't get enough sleep. You know, when you give yourself plenty of time to sleep and you're well rested, you're going to be much more able to like, you know, give yourself that little bit of willpower it requires to get up and run. And the other thing that I would say is definitely put your shorts out that you're going to run in, put your socks out, put your shoes right outside of your door. Like I, I hang my exercise clothes on the door of my bedroom the night before. So I don't have to look around, you know, it's dark. I don't have to look around. It's all right there because you're literally removing all the obstacles for your brain. Does that make sense? It does. You know, you had mentioned to give yourself a good six weeks. I'm assuming that you're just talking about the exercise. Like you don't need six weeks to adhere to the sleep. Is that right? It depends on how, like how bad your habit is, because what we have found is if you want to actually change your brain for a habit, like if you want a habit to actually change your brain, like on a subconscious level, you need to be doing it, you know, a hundred days, 90 to a hundred days is like actual subconscious change. So like if you go to bed, if you're, you know, in the habit of years and years and years of only getting six hours of sleep, it may take you a little bit longer to get in the habit of just sleeping because your body is so used to it. So what I don't want people to do is to try to start two new habits at once. But like, you know, if you're like me, and for the most part, you get eight hours plus, and it's always like, you know, I had no problem like sleeping. That's not like a habit that was um, harmful for me then I can go ahead and skip to the exercise habit. But if you're in the habit of sleeping less, I would say start with that, get in the habit of doing that until it's like deeply, fully ingrained. It's happening on autopilot. You don't resist it anymore. Then move to the cardio habit. Because if you're trying to do two things at once, the brain will go, nope, that's too many. I'm going to quit and give up and not do anything. That is so insightful. I I know that I have definitely tried to do too many things all at once because there's all of the things. You have to do all of the things. So I <laughs> that's super helpful. Yeah. And and you know, if you that's why I said like whenever I was starting my habit journey, 
you know, I didn't even really realize it, but I was just doing yoga, but I had done yoga, you know, probably for a good six months to a year before I started doing meditation. So it really, if you, you know, if you sit down, like if someone listening to this call, you know, sat down and tried to do my morning routine, you can imagine what would happen, right? I mean, they would be like, there's no way I'm doing this chick's 90 minute routine. Like, but they probably, you know, all of us, you might read it in a book that says, Hey, you want to do cardio yoga, blah, 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 blah. And then your brain goes, Oh, hell no, I'm not doing any of that because it's an overwhelm. But if instead you say, okay, the first habit that I want to create in this entire morning or series is what? And then you start with that and then make it super ingrained, do it every single day until it's on autopilot, you're going to wake up. And the cool thing is, like I said, now I wake up and I don't even think about it. I'm on that bike. Like it's, it's so habitual that I don't have, I don't need willpower anymore. And that's just from doing it for so long. And that's exactly what will happen to anyone listening. Whenever you have, you just have to get through those first, that first month of willpower. Otherwise you won't need it, which is really nice actually. Willpower is only going to get you through about a month. And then after that, like how, what what are you going on after that? Like, then are you fighting habit change or? So like your habits are accumulated over time, right? So six weeks of doing the same thing, you know, a month or six weeks of doing the same thing. What happens is your brain is in the habit of it. So it's already, you know, just like now I wake up, my brain is literally thinking about Ed, I've got Ed songs, and it just happens. So there's no efforting on my part. So that's what it feels like when a habit is ingrained. And basically what you're doing in your brain is you're creating a groove, a new groove that has now got some depth to it, because you've done it for so long. And so you can imagine if you keep doing it, it becomes deeper and deeper and deeper. And so you know, it's just like if you were going down a, a ski slope and, you know, the first time you go down, it's fresh powder. You're you're basically resisting the snow because there's no grooves in it. That's exactly what happens in your brain. So like when you go down it the first time and then the second time and then third time, what happens? It becomes easier, right? The first time it's hard as F because it's fresh powder. There's a lot of resistance. It's tough. That's exactly how our brains are. Once we do it over and over and over and over, and if you really want to change at a subconscious level, like 90 days to 90 to 100 days, depending, like now you can't help but go down that slope and it's fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes total sense. I I really like this, the skiing analogy. That's, that's great. Yeah. So what you're trying to do in the first one is you're just creating it. That's why I tell myself like you're, I'm creating a new country road if I'm starting a habit because, you know, the super highway of your brain is the, the habit that it has been deeply ingrained for years, decades, maybe, you know? So like, of course, it's going to take effort to create that first track, of course, because your brain is lit- like, that's what's happening. So that's why I say, you know, only do one at a time, because if you're trying to like, 
go down the slopes and it was fresh powder and then you're trying to go down another slope at the same time, you know, it's just a waste of energy. Like get the one in a deep groove and then get the other one in a deep groove. And you may, you know, it may be a little bit less than 90 days. It's like right around the three month ish. And now it's just ingrained, like, you know, just like a ski ski slope, like it's so deep. You don't, you barely have to effort to get down the hill. Yeah. So do you find that some, that people are different when it comes to how they set up their morning routines and like where exercise fits in there? Or do you encourage everyone to exercise as soon as they get out of bed? I say test it out because I am such a morning person that I, my energy falls off a cliff at like four o'clock. And, um, so this is why like my whole day and my whole morning is focused around maximizing the time that I'm writing and working on my business. Because like, you know, you're constantly as entrepreneurs, like we're using our creativity, we're writing, we're, you know, talking with clients, we're talking with people, we're connecting, we're networking. So like, I want my energy to be the best and I do my best work in the morning. So like a morning routine makes sense for me. But I have friends and past coworkers that were like, no, I'm a total night owl. Like, I love it when, you know, everybody goes to bed. Like, that's when I get my best work done. And I'm like, I don't understand that type of person. But I think it's just important to find what works for you. Because, you know, I remember one time Marie Forleo, I remember her talking about her morning routine. And because she travels so much, you know, all over the world, she was like, it just depends on the day and like what's going on. But she tries to get in like a hardcore workout every single day. And she gives herself the flexibility to, um, you know, switch that up every day. And some people like that. For me, I want I want it to be on autopilot so I don't have to think about it. I'm, I'm not like, so, you know, I'm, I'm a business owner. So like, everything I do, I'm trying to make it the most efficient that I can be. So I have the most time, you know, doing the most important things. So I just like to get it over with first thing in the morning. It's like total me time. And honestly, like, you know, you can't get on my calendar earlier than 930, because that's what I'm doing. So I don't even have space on my calendar for anyone to contact me at that time. My phones are on airplane mode. I haven't looked at my phone. And that's when I start the day is about 9, 9.30 every single day after my morning routine. But like, I don't touch, you know, my email or any anything like that until I'm like fully filled, like fully, fully charged. So do you also help people break bad habits? Because you're talking about like grabbing your phone and checking your email. And I definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody, you know, has bad habits. And I, you know, creating new habits is, you know, step one is kind of removing those negative habits that are preventing you from doing the good ones. Sometimes, you know, depending on the person. So like, you know, what I would recommend if you're in the habit of like just grabbing your phone is you know, we really don't like when things are inconvenient. So where can you put your phone? Like if you plan on doing a morning routine, like sometimes I have, um, there's a basket on a bookshelf in my living room that I will turn my phone completely off, put it in the basket. 
so that it's not close to me. And it's almost like an out of sight, out of mind, because when the phone is on, I mean, I don't know about you, Wendy, but like, it feels like, you know, there's a little bit of this kind of like anxious energy when it's on because you're sensing that like you need to, and it's an addictive, let's be honest. It's, we're all addicted to our phones. So like anything that is addictive, we have this like anxiety when we look at it. I mean, that's the way I feel about my phone, which is why I've tried to like just look at it a lot less lately um, because it doesn't actually help you. Like I think that, you know, whenever we are in our best energy, that's when we make sales. That's when we, you know, give the workshop and just like kill it. That's when we get on stage and kill it and bring down the house when we're in our best energy. And, you know, the phone, it's just a distractathon that is not helping you get into the energy of doing that because you have to be focused. And the phone is the opposite of focused. You know, the phone is where you're going to go to distract yourself. So like I would literally hide it, turn it off, hide it, put it somewhere where you can't easily access it at night. And then after my morning routine or whenever you need it, and maybe you don't even need it, you know, because I choose to like work on my iPad or my computer or write by hand or whatever. And then hopefully it's almost like an out of sight, out of mind sort of thing. And that goes for all habits. Like I don't eat sugar because it makes me crazy. And I've been, you know, for the past, like almost 60 days, I've fully been on whole 30, except for I've been on whole 90. Cause I like to challenge myself, you know? And so like, there's no, like, if you were to come in the house and look for a sweet or a treat or a carb, you wouldn't find it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't exist in my house, but yeah. you know, there's not one drop of alcohol. So like, if you have it in your house, I'm the type of person that if my husband brought home like a snack or something like that, I would eat the whole thing. So like instead, we just don't have it in our house and we eat, you know, meals like whole foods, we eat vegetables, we eat fruits, we eat meat, you know, we eat pretty healthy. And it's just because we've removed all the temptations. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had a total sweet tooth and I went to whole foods with them. And I just walked around and I was like, oh my God, I want this bar. And, and Todd, who he actually goes to the grocery store to like avoid this part of me. I was like, I want this, I want this. And I bought a bunch of stuff. And then I the next day, I totally regretted it because I was like, and he was like, this is why I don't normally take you to the grocery because, you know, when we're in one of those craving modes, it's not the time to like go and indulge. It's the time to like stay at home, let it pass. and you know, just know that you're going to feel better. Like when it passes, you're going to feel better if you don't eat it. You know, for me, sugar makes me crazy. So like, I never feel better after I indulge if I do. So yeah. Like, out I'm, of sight, out of mind is a huge one. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like I try not to go to the grocery store unless I have it very well planned out because I am a known dawdler in the grocery store and I buy <laughs> things on impulse. Like nobody wants to go to the grocery store with me because it's like, come on, come on. I get so distracted, like just by all of the things. And I always end up buying a like garbage that I, I don't really want. Um, whether it totally. be, you know, like bakery muffins or, you know, I don't know, just whatever, like crackers that I don't really need. Yes, but yeah, so. I, I totally know what you mean when it comes to like having that impulse because 
man, I wish I could get somebody to go grocery shopping for me. That'd be great. <laughs> Delivery or yeah. I mean, you know, what we found was when I was going to the grocery store with my husband, we were spending a lot more money. He is very like frugally minded. And I'm very like, I love to experience joy through food. So if you realize that about yourself, you know, you have to be careful because like, he does not realize like, he doesn't go into a grocery store and he's like, Oh, muffins, pizza, like, I get like emotional. I'm like, Oh, like, so that's just not the place for me to be going every week. You know what I mean? Like I would, so we were spending more money. So whenever he would go, you know, he can very easily like militantly stick to the grocery list, come home with everything that we always get that, you know, is the healthier stuff. And so for, you know, the past couple, maybe, yeah, a little, I guess a couple years we've been doing that and, you know, we're saving money, we're eating healthier and it's less of an like emotional roller coaster for me. Cause I would go in there and be like, Oh, I can't eat this and I want to eat this, but I can't. And, uh, you know, it's like, just remove all that and like take some alone time and like, you know, embrace the blessing that someone is going in there for you because it's also like kind of stressful, you know, with all the people, especially now with COVID. So I'm very grateful that we've, you know, figured out a system that works for us. And I think in every relationship, it's like, you know, just coming to some sort of in the relationship, like what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses and figuring out, you know, the kind of like tasks accordingly. Yeah. You know, um, it's, so it sounds like you've got an excellent morning routine and that you've got a really great kind of system for dealing with not only like developing good habits, but also breaking bad habits. And I'd just love to know, like, is that the only time that you exercise during the day? Like, is that, is that all you do is stuff in the morning? So I do the stuff in the morning and then my day, because I have a dog, a Basenji, he's, crazy, like active. And also I'm also crazy active. So we're the perfect fit for each other. So I usually, you know, I go on lots of walks during the day because I find that no matter what my task is for the day that I've scheduled or is on my calendar for that day, I always feel better. And my mind is clearer and more decluttered, you know, after a walk. And I live on a beautiful, you know, tree-lined street in Louisville. One of the reasons why I wanted to move to this street was because it's gorgeous trees all up and down the the street. And it was one of my favorite streets. So I take my dog on a walk. I mean, sometimes it's like three times a day. Sometimes it's like five times a day. Like today is really nice. So we already went um, on a walk you know, right before this call and I'll probably take them on another walk afterward. I try to like, you know, it's fall and the weather's really nice. So like I, I use every opportunity to get outside and take a walk. And I feel like there are some people (laughs) that walk their dogs as much as I do, but it's rare. You know, there's like one or two other people, um, that like to walk as much as me because I feel like I'm always walking, (laughs) but there are a couple, you know, we always kind of wave to each other and, uh, And so like, I'm actually really excited that we got like a hyperactive dog because we decided to get a dog a couple of years ago. And the the dog is literally like, you can take him to the park. He can run for miles. You can take him on like a 10 mile hike. And then he's like, what else you got? 
And so I kind of feel like we met our match with this guy. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just so nice to like in between tasks, like take a little walk. And I think, you know, it's it's like it's free and it boosts your energy. And I also have a standing desk. So um, so we're like right now I'm standing and not sitting because, yeah, I think I I think I prefer to be moving versus sitting still. Sitting still is when I start to go a little crazy. Yeah, I'm the same way. I also have a standing desk and nice. um, I went from like when I had to work in a desk job, like that's really the reason why I left it was because I couldn't sit there all day long. It was <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. And it did weird things to my energy. I was turning into a different person. Like I was, yes. I was cranky mm-hmm. and I was gaining weight and all of those things. So yeah, I can I can totally relate to the standing desk. It makes such a difference for me to have the ability to sit or stand. And I highly recommend it to everybody that I come into contact with just because. Yes. It's funny because when I the last corporate job that I worked at, I was same as you, I was feeling miserable sitting. And I had just got back from a nine month solo trip by myself. So like to go from a nine month solo trip to uh, a corporate nine to five or eight, actually it was eight to five was completely like it was horrible. And it was actually like a really toxic work environment. But luckily one of the perks of it was that it was walking distance from my house And so I could walk there in the morning with my dog and my puppy and kind of say like a sad goodbye, like, all right, well, back to the grind, you know, and, um, and then I would work and the same thing, like I found like sitting, I was like, man, I literally had been traveling for nine months. So sitting was like foreign to me. I was like, I cannot sit still for eight hours. This is killing me. So I actually went to my OT and she recommended a standing desk. And it was so funny because I went into the, you know, my boss and I was like, look, my OT says that I need a standing desk. And I agree because like, I'm going crazy here. And he, he was a good dude. He, he understood. <laughs> he was like, I'll see what I can do. So they were very, very hesitant. Like they were super hesitant. But once I, you know, she agreed to like, give me a note. So they finally agreed. And so I had my standing desk at work. Well, then what happened was people started coming in to like meet me because I was new and they're like, Whoa, that's a cool desk. Like you got a standing desk. And then it was like a ripple effect. It was like one other person in the office would get a standing desk. And then every new person that they would come in, they would bring it in and be like, Oh yeah. We, or if they were like, you know, interviewing people to hire, they're like, Oh yeah. You know, I mean, if you want, you can get one of those too. Cause everybody was always like, Oh, it's so cool. So by the time I left, I would say like 50 to 70% of everyone had gone from sitting to a standing desk. And like, I felt like I'd actually made like a positive change, you know, I was like, okay, well they resisted at first, but now and everyone like really, you know, enjoyed it so much so that I emailed, I wanted uh, <laughs> the company, I emailed the company. I was like, Hey, um, I think I'm pretty sure I'm responsible for tens of thousands of dollars worth of standing desk. And I was like, I really want this 
drawer for my staining desk, the one that I had at home. And I was like, would you be willing? It was like a $200 drawer. <laughs> and I was like, would you be willing to give me one of those as like a thank you? And they're like, yeah, sure. No problem. What's your address? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got love like that. A, I was like, well, I just made my commission. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I always say like, you never know if you don't ask, you know, that's my, that's kind of my motto. Definitely, definitely. Natalie, this has just been awesome. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me today and um, giving giving us all of the tips. Um, Where would be the best way for people to get in touch with you? Like you offer such a great service for people. And I know that like breaking habits and developing habits is it's hard to do. So I, I love it that that's how you help people. Where can people get in touch with you? Yeah. So my, my uh, website is herhabits.com. And um, I'm also, I've been kind of doubling down on LinkedIn. So you can also just search for me on LinkedIn. Um, you know, my first and last name, Natalie Beasel. I'm the only one out there because there's literally no other Beasel. Um, and also Instagram at her underscore habits. So yeah, that's where people can reach out. And I'd love to, um, you know, just connect with anyone who I'm always down for coffee chats. So if anyone wants to do coffee chats, like reach out because I'd love, I love meeting new people. Awesome. Thank you, Natalie. Thanks for, thanks for coming on with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. 